Don't know how I can come back half of that, holy moly. Um, <coughs> hello, g'day. My name's Nick. I'm from the Coffs Harbour Fellowship. Um, if you want to turn your Bibles to Matthew 5, we'll sort of go there a bit later. But we're talking about being connected with God. What an awesome topic to be talking about at NYC. You know, there's a lot of people here at NYC. Most of you, as we know, have grown up in the Lord. Some might not have. Some might have, like me, in the world and sort of found God later in life and maybe some of you are just sitting on the fence. I'm really nervous right now. Not really nervous normally, but anyway. Yeah, some of you might be sitting on the fence and just sitting and watching and seeing if this God stuff is right for you. All kinds of people, all different walks of life. And this topic being connected with our Creator is what our walk on earth as Christians should be all about. If we take away all the little bits and pieces that we get so caught up in sometimes, like ins and out of meetings, um, communion, witnessing, the fellowship rules, as we may have discussed. Take away all that stuff for a second. All that stuff is really important, don't get me wrong, but if we don't have a true connection with Jesus, our Creator... None of that really matters. Tonight, I really want to go back to basics. I want to answer a question, or I want to start off by answering a question, what millions of people around the world, I think, would want to answer, and probably some of you tonight. And it's, why are we here? As humans put on this earth, and if there is a God, which we obviously believe, what is our purpose of being here? And the simple answer of that is relationship or connection. I'm going to be paraphrasing a fair bit. I want to try to make it really, really simple to understand. And I want to try to explain the story of us and God, in my own opinion. And I really feel like God put this on my heart to make this so simple because even though a lot of you have grown up in the Lord, some of you might have a really good faith and a really good walk with God, but your brother and sister right next to you might not even know the basics. And that's okay. There's growing for that. But I really feel like God asked me to bring this. So in the beginning, God created the earth and everything in it, including us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit created us to have relationship with him and to have connection with him for eternity. But to be truly in the presence of God... We have to be pure and holy. But man disobeyed God in the beginning by eating of the fruit that God told him not to eat and we became sinners. The most common question I've been asked about this, about this story is why God put the tree of knowledge in the garden in the first place. If it wasn't there, man wouldn't have sinned and they're probably right, but man wouldn't have had a choice either. Man wouldn't have had a choice to either serve God or to serve themselves. God put the tree of knowledge in the garden because although God is God, to have true authentic love and true authentic relationship, we need free will. God could have programmed love into us, but it wouldn't have been real. In the same way, if someone creates a robot and programs it to love them, well, it's not real love, it's not authentic. But if someone truly loves you and they have that choice to love you or not to love you and they choose to love you, that's where true, authentic love and relationship comes in. 
And just chucking it out there too, I know it's NYC and there's probably love flying through the air. <laughs> we all know I'm right. Um, love is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling. Love is a verb, it's a doing word. Love is an act of the will. We had free will in the garden to serve God. But man chose to serve himself and his own desires instead. So God just honoured that decision and he put us out of the garden and we become disconnected to him. So in simple terms, our sin disconnects us from God. 1 John 2.16 describes it as the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Every single one of us that has been put on this earth has this. I have it, you have it, our pastors have it. Every single one of us is a sinner, and it's bad news. Like I said, all kinds of people here in NYC, some spirit-filled, some unspirit-filled, every single one of us has this issue of sin, meaning that even though some of us are saved under grace through faith, we can still have that disconnection from God because of our sin. And the question is, how do we overcome it? How do we feel connected with him again? So we're in Matthew 5. Um, Jesus is speaking on the Sermon of the Mount. I want to start in uh, verse 27. It says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members should perish than for your whole body be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members should perish for then your whole body to be cast into hell. Now those people that might not have heard that scripture are probably thinking, what the, you know, I've got to pluck my eye out and go into hell. And it's not exactly like that. And if it was, if Jesus was speaking literal here, there'd be a lot of people walking around this room with eye patches on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is simply saying, if you've got a sin in your life and it's got a hold of you, you've got to do something drastic to get rid of it. Oh, where am I? Because basically, it's, it can ultimately destroy your walk, your relationship with God. It can destroy your life. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members should perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And what is hell? Simply separation, disconnection from God for eternity. You look at the world that we have, you take away everything that God has his hand on, and what are you left with? Nothing. Darkness. And there's a... And not that God doesn't send anyone there, by the way. God doesn't send anybody to hell. Like I said before, God just honours our decision whether we want to live for him or without him. There's a lot of people in this world that want to go to heaven. There's a lot of people in this world that think they're going to heaven. They've got to ask themselves, why would they want to go spend eternity with God if they don't, they just couldn't be bothered to spend this little time we have on earth with him now? And I'll pick these scriptures of lust and adultery one, because I believe they really don't get spoken about in, in the church and they've got to be spoken about more often. 
Another reason is because it's close to me and I believe it's a pandemic of its own in young people, young lives. So many people are trapped in their sin and they're being disconnected and dragged away from God and it's because they're, they're deciding to live in darkness and again, they're destroying their walk and they're destroying their lives. I know this myself because I battled it myself. I battled with it for so long. This sin took over my life. It had the potential to destroy my marriage, my family, everything that I had. But I won. <laughs> I decided I wanted a connection with God rather than the sinful enjoyments of this world. I brought my sin to light and I told somebody. I did something drastic. I eliminated every temptation I could think of out of my life. My phone is just a phone with a Bible on it. No Facebook, no Instagram, no nothing. I just took everything away and I took a stand for God. And because those distractions are no longer there, my connection with God has only grown stronger and stronger. And I reckon there are so many people in this room that are battling addictions or battling some major sin in their life that has just got a hold of them and it's really holding them back from moving forward in their walk. Some of you might not even know you have an addiction, whether it's gaming, social media, pornography, whatever it is, if you've got a sin and it's got a hold of you, you've got to take a stand for God if you want your connection with God to grow. I deeply encourage you to tell someone, make that first step and tell somebody. It will change your life. And don't go and tell your mate that you know he's going to make fun of you or whatnot. Tell someone that you trust, someone that you know has got their head in the Bible and someone that's ultimately, ultimately going to come alongside you and ride that journey with you. Don't be afraid to do something drastic. Don't be proud in thinking you can beat it in your own strength either. I tried that, it doesn't work. We need the support of our saints and we need the support of our God. If we could flick over to our uh, first Peter... Uh, 1 Peter 5, I want to start at uh, verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Be clothed, clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, After you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthened, settled you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now I want to change it up a little bit to finish on talking about this man, Christ Jesus. He came to earth to make a way for us to have connection again. Jesus was a man who was sinless. At the age of about 30 years, 
of age. He was baptised and the Spirit fell upon him. And for the next three years after that, he ministered to people about the kingdom of God. He performed miracles and he healed every kind of disease and sickness. But the greatest thing this man, Jesus Christ, did was he sacrificed his life for you and for me that we can have this connection with God again. In the place called Gethsemane, the night that Jesus was going to be taken away, he cried out to the Father, let this cup pass from me. At this point, Jesus had a choice. Jesus didn't want to go through that, and who would? He knew what was before him. He was asking for a way out. And at that stage, the disciples were sleeping. He was by himself. He was crying out. He could have walked away. He could have run away. But he decided to stay. He said, may your will be done. And he stayed for us. He made that decision for us. It says his anxieties of what was to come made him sweat drops of blood. We know that now as a medical condition of hematidrosis, it's called. Wikipedia explained it as a condition which the capillary blood vessels that feed the sweat glands rupture, causing them to exclude blood, occurring under conditions of extreme physical and emotional stress. And it's known that 24 to 48 hours after you go through hematidrosis, your skin becomes extremely sensitive to touch. Now when we move forward to the scourging and crucifixion of Jesus Christ that he suffered. And this is after being starved, betrayed, mocked, hematidrosis, beaten. Now he's handed over to be tortured by a garrison of soldiers. A historian, Eusebius, who was an eyewitness to a lot of these scourgings. And if you don't know what a scourging is, imagine a bloke or somebody tied to a tree stump while men have whips, probably leather, with rock and bone chips attached to them, whipping every single bit of your body. This is what Eusebius describes as a scourging. The sufferer's veins were laid bare and the very muscles, sinews and bowels of the victims were open to exposure. The skin and the flesh were gashed to the bone in every direction, and where the arms ends of the lashes struck, deep bloody holes were torn. Then Jesus gets taken to Golgotha, the place of the skull, where he's going to be crucified. Most likely he got crucified here, right in the wrist, crushing the main medium nerve as the nail drives in. We literally get the word excruciating from literally means, excruciating literally means out of the cross. Jesus went through all this pain willingly for every single person in this room, every single person in the world. Not only that, for the first time in Jesus' eternal life, he was separated from the Father. He was disconnected from the Father. The Father turned his face away. But the good news is he rose again. Well, the great news is he rose again. Jesus bridged that gap between our sin and God's holiness, which means through Christ we are saved by grace to have everlasting connection with him again. God gives us a simple choice. 
to either live for him now and be connected with him now or to live for ourselves and be disconnected from him. Acts 2.38, not many people know this scripture. But <laughs> Repent and let every one of you be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you're already baptised and spirit-filled, but you're feeling disconnected because of your sin or something that's got a hold of you that's stopping you, repent. Tell somebody. Get accountability. Change the path that you are travelling. Do something drastic. If you're not, God's grace is sufficient for you. And I really encourage you that if you want... To know God in the fullest and to have true, authentic connection with him. Turn from your old ways. Be baptised. Seek for the Holy Spirit. It will be given to you. Let us all stay connected to each other as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Let us all stay connected to our Saviour. So we can all stand there together and just hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome home. Amen.